I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds. And they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Wants support. Curtis Fleming is there on the edge of the air. Fleming for Craig Hignett. Hit it, Higgy. Higgy hits the track. Abinelli coming alive again. Janino wants the ball played to him. Abinelli spots out. Welcome back to the Borough Breakdown Podcast, live on Red Army Radio. And if you've joined us on the podcast apps, thank you very much for joining us. Uh, I'm joining with Dana and Elliot. And in the last podcast, um, we spoke how optimism should be used more. Um, we should be a lot happier when we use the, the name Middlesbrough Football Club. Um, we should have a positive podcast title. Um, following on from that, Mills went to Swansea at the weekend and, well... It was anything but positive. Middlesbrough lost 3-1 to Swansea with two red cards, one for Paddy McNair and one for Marcus Brown, who'd been on the pitch for 15 minutes. Wasn't the best, um, but Dana, I'm going to start with you. That first 60 minutes before chaos started, what was your thoughts on the performance initially? I thought we played reasonably well, to be honest. I mean, I'm still absolutely livid about how the game unfolded after that. Because I thought, you know, Swansea, you could tell that they they weren't in the best form. You could tell that they were a little bit fragile and you could tell that there were question marks over Steve Cooper and some of his decisions. And I genuinely thought that they were there for the taking. You know, we, we went 1-0 down and I'm not going to lie, as soon as I scored that penalty, I was like, right, that's it. We're not going to win this game. We're not going to get anything out of it. But we managed to get ourselves level. And then you you have to ask after that, you know, can you go on and, and, and put yourself in, in front and maybe go on and win the game? And just a moment of madness throws the game away for us and um, I don't know why he makes that tackle Marcus Brown it was Mike van der Horn on the ball for Christ's sake it wasn't some sort of tricky winger cutting through our defence it was a centre back um, but yet, yet again another example of a player letting the, the team down letting the manager down letting the fans down as well and I, f- I feel for every Borough fan that, that made that journey to Swansea because it is some trip it's it's a gruelling gruelling journey and um, imagine going there and, and seeing one player completely F the game up at 1-1 and then suddenly you're coming home with zero points and a 3-1 defeat. I mean, it was just embarrassing. It was pretty embarrassing after that. Uh, after, well, after the first red card, then the second red card, and you know, it was just it was brutal. One, it, but we'll come on to the red cards in a second, but else, um, John Woodgate mentioned in his press conference um, only one team was going to win that game once when they when they scored. 
um, when we had 11, 11 men as well. Um, it was a top goal. It was. Um, we did score a fantastic equaliser. Uh, would you would you agree with Woodgate's comments? Um, I agree with him to the extent of of Marcus Brown, um, and that's about. It. I don't think we were necessarily sort of the favourite to go on and win. Um, after the goal, I thought we were, were playing well, um, but Swansea had some decent opportunities himself uh, themselves. Um, they had sort of good quality going forward, as we talked about even before the game. Um, Selena is, is a great player. Um, Ayu was was in top form, so I think you know we we said we would have kind of took a draw before before the game um but yeah I think that's about as far as it extends really I, I think he was trying to to play it off a bit how he's he's done a bit this season with, with sending offs where he's kind of saying that it, it ruins the game which obviously they did but um I don't necessarily think it was a given that we were going to go on and win 11 v 11 so I think we had a chance like I said I thought that Swansea were fragile you know the the crowd we could have used against them we could have frustrated them and kind of made them make mistakes and stuff but it's like what I've said on this podcast before just players letting the the manager down and it that should not have happened we for me we should have came on with with something from Swansea and the fact that we didn't let's be honest it was down to Marcus Brown yeah I thought Swan- I agree with you both I thought Swansea were there for the taking but I'm kind of disagreeing with you both. I didn't think we were that good, to be honest. I thought we were really sluggish. Um, we'd create a couple of chances, and then we did manage to get ourselves back in the game out of nowhere, to be fair. It's a great goal uh, that we scored from Tav. And Humble, Do you think the penalty was Humble a penalty? Pie, Humble pie, Tav? I mean, the crusts. <laughs> <laughs> the She's never going to say it, is she? <laughs> never. <laughs> no. What were you going to say, sorry? I said, um, do you think the penalty was a penalty? Um, it's one of them where you think... It, He's got in front of him, and the referee's only give one, going to give one decision, regardless if it was soft or not. I think if it was the other way around, we'd be like, well, "How the hell have we not got a penalty there?" Yeah, that's what I was um, thinking. As well. Yeah, I, th- I think it was a penalty. Um, obviously, Woodgate's going to come out and, and kind of defend it. You, you, the only thing, you, obviously, he couldn't defend the Marcus Brown one because it was so <laughs> blindingly obvious to everyone. Um, but he tried to obviously to defend the penalty and um, Paddy McNair. But yeah, I, I think it was it was a penalty. He was saying. Dale Fly got the ball, um, <laughs> and uh, <laughs> crossing number one off Bora Bingo. <laughs> um, yeah, uh, he said that he got the ball, but I thought he, he got the man. He, he obviously wasn't intentional. He didn't think Ayo was going to um, be there when he went in to, to touch the ball, it was but smart he caught his foot. That. So it was yeah, smart. It was. yeah, he knew exactly it was, what he was doing. It was clumsy from Fry as well. It was completely clumsy, but. Yeah, yeah I, I was I was really surprised that Chad Spence didn't play either. Um, I must have had a big night in Manjaro the night before, so <laughs> it, it shocked me a little bit. That I thought it, it's something that's went under the radar a little bit as well. Um, reverted to more of like a four, um, like it was more of like a four-one-four-one, but it wasn't really. I thought it was more of a four-two-three, but um, I thought that maybe the five would have probably worked a little, or three-five would have probably worked a little bit better. Um, just for the type of system up there we're trying to play as well. Um, I thought we were too the pass the ball around us too easy and we, we were a bit sluggish. But fair play, we got we got back into the game and then we absolutely shot ourselves in the foot. But we've been doing that time and time again, not just this season, but for years. Um, but before we move on to Marcus Brown, I just want to chat about Paddy McNair first. Um, one, do you think it was a red? Um, and also, we just found out this afternoon that the FA have decided not to overturn the decision and Paddy McNair is going to serve a three-game ban over Christmas and New Year. Um, so he's going to join us on the piss, uh, <laughs> essentially, of him and Marcus Brown. So 
Okay, like, what do you think? He, he can stay down with me at half time until about 70 minutes if he wants. Get him on the train and go and let him do laps. <laughs> um, but do you think it was a red card? It was a bit unfair. I, See, I can't make it out every time I, I watch it. Kick, but it's. I thought it was more of the elbow. But yeah, what kick? Yeah, what yeah, kick? There was no kick. Mm, exactly, yeah. For me, I, I think. I, I can't make out whether it's intentional or not. I think it was more that he left it hanging there, probably thinking it's not going to make. A, it's not going to kind of touch the other player um, when he could have actually moved it. I don't think it was intentional, like he, he tried to do it because he didn't even look at the, the player. So it's hard to really gauge, I think, whether it was intentional or not. I think I think it was one of them, it was just a bit of negligence um, from him. So, yeah, it's stupid I, I, though, it, was, it yeah. wasn't in front of the dugout. Yeah, exactly, it's re- so. right there. So many people could see it sort of very close up. Um well, we should have had. Yeah. A, we should have so, had a so, foul. So, so, if it, so if it is a foul, then you know, it's a dangerous play. So yeah, a, a red. You know, Jonathan will get saying a yellow. But you know, when when you see all these um, things where someone will like push someone or like they'll they'll touch the head and people fall over, they get a red card for that because it's just sort of almost you hit the given, player. You, yeah, yeah. So it's one of them. Is it's it? above it's a given, shoulder yeah. height. You're yeah, pretty much exactly, off. Yeah. Um, yeah. But I think it's more of the reaction why he hasn't got. He hasn't been overturned. If you watch the game back, Mills should have probably had a foul prior to that. He's trying to win it back and essentially left his elbow in. Um, and yeah, it's left him. Left yeah, that's exactly right. I think he sort of left it in rather than rather than trying to do it. He just like you say, left it in rather than kind of trying to like tuck his body in and, and run back to get the ball. So okay, yeah. Well, but let's try about birthday boy Marcus Brown. Um, firstly, happy birthday! <laughs> I know you're listening, Marcus. Easy shout out. Um, yeah. Look, 22-year-old um, today, it's clear the boy lacks a bit of discipline, doesn't it, Dan? Yeah, and I was thinking about it earlier on. I think the only real shown glimpse of promise I've seen from him came at the beginning of the season against Luton when he when he turned Dan Potts, I think it was. And since so that, all downhill. All downhill yeah, since it, it, well, to be honest, with the whole... Team, it's been downhill since there, hasn't it? It was a right catfish of a game. As soon as Wings go winning, I thought, ah, this might be a good season. This, yeah. <laughs> and then well, even since. he came out and said it. He said, We're in for a right exciting season. Fat Lord of God, that turned mm-hmm. out to be, isn't it? Thanks, Fat Lewis. <laughs> <laughs> but, I mean, yeah, like I said, it's just been. I mean, he got taken off at half time in one game because he was uh, walking a disciplinary title. Did two, he not get two, yeah, two games in a row? I, it happened, I was yeah. thinking that, yeah, yeah, it happened again, and that's. The main thing that I've seen from him, just ill-discipline. And people said that Adama Traore lacked a brain. Well, you're in for a treat with Marcus Brown because that guy has no brain cells. Like, what What was he trying to do there? Like, Ashley Fletcher... Make, yeah. uh, you're Ash- on a yellow card as well. Uh, yeah, Ashley Fletcher's tracking back and, and putting Mike van der Horn under pressure. Like I said, it was the, nowhere. The it was nowhere near the goal. It was just kind of... It was just like a nothing moment in the game where it's like, OK, they've got possession. Um they might have lost it maybe 10 seconds later. Um, yeah, Because exactly. it was getting a bit compact on that side anyway. It was just, just yeah, the, reckless. The, yeah, exactly. In a, a moment of madness, just stupid. I might say something really logical on like a footballer's brain a bit. But in, my, in perspective, if I, if Marcus Brown, I'm just, you, 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 you can't stop smiling here. No, you wait for I'll, me to uh, say something I'll stupid. Mark, Marcus has messaged you before this, hasn't he? He has, yeah. Yes. Sorry, he's paid, he's paid me off. I went to see what you um, did there. No, I think it's a foot, in a football's perspective, he hasn't played much uh, much since he's arrived uh, from West Ham. He's young, he's like wanting to get 
well get and make a name for himself in front in the team. You know, he's only got that one. Is it one year contract? I think he's got one to eighteen month contract. He's got with us. Um, so for him, I think he has to try and seize every opportunity and be very rational. I think what he's done is he's tried to make a statement, but it's went terribly wrong. And I think the game's over. Like, I think the game's been a bit too much for him. Where like he's he's came on at half time. Woodgate's probably went right. I want you to make an impact. He's just made the probably the wrong impact that we wanted him to make. But I think the game's just like. Like taking him, I think. Yeah. Um, I think it's more keep up with the pace of it and keep then, up with yeah. like what he wants to wants to do. He wants to make that impact. He's trying hard to make it, but it's just silly decision making. I mm. get that. I get that, but I feel like it's part of his game because he he did get sent off for a completely reckless challenge at Oxford, Oxford as well. Yeah. And he, he came and apologised for that. And the the thing that annoys me the most, aside from the the red card, is the fact he hasn't said anything about it. And it's not really like I wouldn't want an apology. Well, I do want an apology, but it's more for the 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 Borough fans that went to Swansea see the amount of abuse he got though um, it's like from fans like why would like why should you apologise because you know fine well even if you do put that tweet out and say oh yeah really sorry I let the team down you're going to get Barry from Barry fan or from Redker <laughs> saying like you always target Redker don't you I know sorry Redker <laughs> I know we get a few listeners of Redker as well so sorry about that uh, Barry from Billingham then from my, ho- my neck of the woods um <laughs> Just saying, ah, well, you're a dick, and then you're like, oh, like, just call him like the, you know, the sea bomb. But I think you've got to take that. It, I know, it is part and parcel of the football, and if it you is part do and parcel, make a reckless challenge like that, you, yeah. you've got. I think, to I think there's a lot of defending people... it. It was a stupid challenge. No, I think yeah. a lot of people, if he if he did part of tweet as well, though, would kind of applaud it almost, and then kind of say, well, that even if they don't actually reply to it, do you know what I mean? It's kind of a bit. Yeah, at like least he's, at least he's said fans. something, recognised his mistake, and yeah. apologised for it. Mm. But hey ho, what's it? I was just going to say, it, I, I hope you weren't going on this, and I haven't ruined your, your schedule. I was going to say it all just comes down to, to leadership, like we've been saying. Um, Ooh, I have a question about that. Go on, yeah, Karen, it, it, take it, it. It really like with sort of these reckless decisions. How many red card? How many red cards is it now? I think is it four or five in Do the last four. seven weeks? Four or and eight. Yeah, James. and it's just it, all straight reds as well. Yeah, it's just I don't think I've ever seen us ever get that many. I think I can't remember. I remember what one last season was it Bezic. Hmm. Um, so is this a just, is, is yeah. this a player issue or a coach's issue? Because like you mentioned, we haven't we didn't get many under under Pulis. Crank, we didn't get many. I can't remember that. I think many. with Karanka, the, um, there was a period where Ben Gibson kept he, he was a little bit rash. Yeah, it was when Ben Gibson first came through. I think mm. it was like 2013, 14. I can't mm. remember how many red cards we got there, but I think that was probably the we'll last time. We'll get Borough Farm on the, on the go. I, I, think, I think it comes down to, to both in answer to your question with sort of players and managers. I don't think Woodgate, um, as though, although he might be able to kind of you know get them doing certain things in training, so I don't think he has sort of, and you might remember this from, from your marketing degree, Johnny, an autocratic leaders, leadership style. Ooh, um, that brings back the years, that, mate. <laughs> Have so, I implemented it in my marketing uh, career? No. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's obviously about sort of being firm, really. I don't think he's firm enough and, and hard on people, say, almost like, I don't know, he wasn't a coach, but almost like Leadbitter was. Leadbitter would be absolutely seething if something like that happened. And, yeah, okay, he came across a bit like it in, in the post-match interview, but it was kind of like, I don't know. Even with some of the other red cards, it was it the, the other week where he just kind of it was a Marvin Johnson. He shook his hand when he went off. Like even Karanka would have been absolutely fuming with that. Um, what do you think? So. That, sorry, John Duncan Ferguson. I've seen the thing with um, yeah. Moyes Keane. 
Yeah. What's your what's your just the initial thoughts on it? And we'll come back onto that in a second. But is that the type of management that you'd be be interested in? Because what I think Duncan Ferguson's done is I am, I agree why he's done it now. Because for when you when I watched the game itself, Moyes Keane did absolutely nothing. He did everything that Duncan Ferguson said. He just did it wrong. So to get pulled off, I think he agreed with it. And I think what he's done by like not showing his hand. Yes, it is bad management, but it can even make or break a player because. A player can literally go around, turn around, and go. All right, I'll if you Duncan Ferguson, I'll show you, and then potentially like show it. But it's the same. We'll get like we'll get. Might have to put the hammer down and say, yeah. right, this is it. When he remember on his first press conference, he said discipline is going to be really high. You have to be in at nine, leave at five, whatever that, whatever he said, and it's going to be the benchmark. It doesn't seem yet. Like our it is, discipline yeah. is horrendous. But can you really take discipline from Woodgate, who got in trouble at Leeds with Lee Boyer? Um, someone who's got red carded and scored on goal on his debut for Real Madrid, um, like, and he's also known to go out with the Dickens every week, get absolutely on it, and th- like burn fifties. How can you get discipline from that? So, like, mm. for me, it's more. I think it. I, you know, I put the tweet out and said I do feel sorry for him, and I do. I think like players have let him down in a lot of games this season, but how can you fully respect him in that in that front and yeah. take orders from someone who? Yeah, well, the people side, aren't respected yeah, by the side. fans. It almost that comes down subconsciously, like you say, like even though they might, you know, everyone will come out and say, and they would never really even maybe say it to his face. I think you know when you're intimidated by someone, you know when you kind of fear someone out of either respect or whatever. It's like the human psyche, isn't it? And I think, like you're saying, with Woodgate, does he have that major influence over players? He's he's not. Um, I mean, we don't actually. Does he, don't does have, he have the respect? Yeah. Of the, of the room, exactly, of the yeah. Um. I don't know. I, I, I can't really imagine. So, um, yeah. Maybe, maybe the fact that he's gone from like being a first team coach to yeah, the manager because he was like the, f- the, fr- yeah, the, the yeah, friends. And yeah, stuff they've gone from being that, pally yeah. to right, be serious. Yeah, and a little bit maybe like that dynamic is weird. Yeah. So when they maybe yeah, someone if he, if he gets in, someone's messed about a bit. And he's like, right, behave. We're, we're going. We're doing this now, and they're like a bit like, all right then. Mm. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I, like, I get what you mean. Yeah. yeah, it's just that dynamic, the the change yeah. of it. Maybe it's just a little bit teething problems, I guess. I really want Woodgate to be successful. Like, I really want, I want this like kind of project to to work a little bit. Even though he was never my first choice or like second or third choice, like he's in. I kind of want it to succeed, but it's clear that it's probably not going to succeed at the minute. I think that leadership style of of Duncan Ferguson's can work if. <laughs> if you're the permanent manager that's why I just thought it was a bit weird because I think obviously now there's kind of strong that I think actually is pretty, pretty much set, nailed on, yeah, yeah. set to get the job and it's kind of like alright if, if you're the permanent manager then yeah you're kind of making a break in a plate and know whether you definitely want him at the club so by doing that to Moise Keane it's like saying you know if you're not mentally strong enough to to deal with something like that because you you didn't influence the game when you came on as a substitute it's always a norm that if you bring on a substitute they're not really coming off unless they get injured like that rarely ever ever happens so that's why it was mainly talked about but if like you say if he if he I mean I didn't watch the game myself but if he if he came on and didn't really do anything then yeah. he's, he was in his right to take him off um, and you know it's one of them where it can kind of the carrot and stick isn't it where it could have the, yeah. the a good effect on him and, and kind of fire Moise Keane up to to kind of work a lot harder and when he comes on do exactly what Marcus Brown probably went out to do make an impact but yeah. um, I think Ancelotti is a great sign for Everton just for, yeah. for yeah. Moise King oh yeah. definitely yeah just both Italian you know legends and 
good coach. But sorry, let's not talk about Evan. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, I, th- I think with Woodgate and this whole disciplinary issue, I think, it, they, it, like, I was, like I was going to say, respect is not given, it's earned. And yeah. has he earned the respect of the players? And then that's like a whole different conversation because when we, I think on the, we have a question from Robson who I think gives us like a three-part, oh, I'm kind of covering all of it. But he said, is there like, is the trouble behind the scenes a little bit? And all the red cards could potentially suggest that. You know, when I put that tweet on said about about uh, Randolph not wanting to play and like, this injury's so-called, not, is going to repair itself in January and now we're suddenly getting bids like two and like oh wow that's that's magic isn't it you know what I mean so like maybe there is like some unrest there like I don't want to like I, I don't want to like say oh yeah there's issues because I don't know that there's issues and every time I've if, I, if I've ever if I've ever been to Rockcliffe it's been fine so it's like I don't know I wonder whether the players are trying too hard to to try to. I don't know. I, I can't speak. <laughs> uh, I don't know. To just try and make sure that they don't fall further down the the table and make up for that's what I was trying to find. Uh, make up for the fact that they are in a bad position. I don't know whether they're trying. They're they're a little bit over eager to turn the game around. And you know, we were in a situation at Swansea where it was one one. We could have you know pushed on and, and got the win, um, or got a goal. I don't know whether Marcus Brown was just too eager. Mm. And then I, and then it goes back to you know. That's what I was Paddy trying to McNair's. say. I overwhelmed them. Yeah. Yeah, Paddy McNair's was just sheer stupidity, and and I don't know whether they're trying to overcompensate for the fact that they are in a really bad position. Yeah, and it, the anger complaint of it can you if you, you're frustrated that you're behind and you feel like you maybe deserve something more from the game and from the season overall, you can get angry and obviously you need to just try and stay level-headed and just yeah. But obviously, it's, it's clear that um, from situations that have arose, I mean, the Marcus Brown one. Is similar to some of the others where there probably hasn't been a need for it to happen, almost like the Marvin Johnson one. Um, but then there's been others where you've seen it happen. Obviously the McNair one, I think probably Savile as well, um, where they were probably out of anger of, of kind of losing the game. Um, but either or, the, the, it can't Something be ha- it can't be happening um, because it yeah it's professionalism because it, it's it's still it's setting us back even more because we've got these this many injuries and this many suspensions anyway and then we just keep piling them up and a key player in McNair as well missing yeah, the exactly. next three games yeah. so it's just it's just like Johnny said shooting ourselves in the foot yeah especially ahead of these the, the two home games we've got coming up against teams who are around us so the massive massive absolutely massive games the pair of them but look if if you would get now do you do you sit down and say right since discipline's not great we're going to either increase your increase your fines which I know some clubs do um, or are you just going to make them relapse or do the old fashioned way or are you going to have to try and scare them to do it it's it's very weird how are you going to manage this sort of dressing room because changing rooms have completely changed yeah. you know, like the likes of Duncan Ferguson era when I was mentioned earlier like his that era was very like yeah, it was a little the, bit. It was the hair dryer treatment, yeah. wasn't it? It was the the Roy Keane and, and mm. Sarah Alex Ferguson yeah. of the world. Yeah, you could you could kick a boot and it hit Beckham in the face, and it's all, and it was all literally swept under the rug, like nothing. Oh yeah, it was a big it was a big press story for a while, but like the respect was like there. You could get away with it now. It's like kind of like the whole dynamics change. Like you've got to like be a bit more personable. You've got to be a bit more open. You've got to understand how someone's feelings. It's a bit a bit. It's like kind of a little bit 
yeah. soft. Is we'll that, get, is that like, like the a, right word? We'll say? get like a sort of new a new gen manager. Oh, yeah, yeah exactly. I get what you mean. Yeah. yeah, was that the right word there? Soft. Yeah, yeah, I guess yeah. He, he is. He's, yeah. he's kind of a new style manager, isn't he? Compared to how um, the old ones that you would think of, that the classics of even um, uh, what am I trying to think of? Not Roy, uh, Neil Warnock. Mm. Um, and he said Stephen Warnock. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, Neil Warnock um, was like it as well. Obviously, you've seen the videos of him at, at sort of Sheffield United and, and other clubs. That's a that. great video. That um, <laughs> and smoking. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, but that's. I mean, that's what kind of like uh, lower level football and, and Sunday league football is still like. You know what I mean? It's it's kind of it. It is. It's hard. It's it's rough and tumble, like you say. And I think um, sometimes. Uh, Kind of the saying always goes that the sort of footballers are prima donnas and they don't get it hard enough these days, and and they probably should because they're the ones who are getting paid the most to yeah. to play that sport. Um, they've been blessed with the talent and obviously putting hard work at, at youth level. So it's kind of now that you know they need someone behind them who, um, not that they have to fear necessarily, but just someone who kind of they respect, um, and 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 like, but someone who they want to impress out of. I guess a little, kind of like fear, isn't it? It's kind of like, you know, if it was with Karanka, maybe you can imagine some of them, even Ledbetter, he'd be the one who'd go and report to him. Um, but all the other players would be like, all right, I like him, I can get along with him, but we might not say this around him. We'll yeah. joke just between us, but he's the manager. We, he's, you know, we, we don't do that around him kind of thing. Whereas with Woodgate, it might be like, oh, well, we'll do that because we used to do it anyway when he was the coach. We'd mess about on the training field, we'd do this and that. And yeah, I, I, I just can't see how that like I say in that transition you've got to completely change and if people aren't on board with it then you might not get rid of them in the first transfer window because it's starting to just develop those new relationships but like you say these this second window now are the ones where you maybe see people who are leaving um like Randolph possibly where he's just not on board with Woodgate's ideas do you know what I mean he's just he might just not get along at all he's not on board with what Woodgate wants to do and he just doesn't respect him then and then fine, he has to go. You know, got to have players who want to play for the manager. So, well, it's kind of like that Terry Venables effect a little bit. When um, Danny, you weren't even born at this stage. Um, <laughs> um, I'm gonna leave the room back. Yeah. <laughs> back in 2003. Oh, 2001. God, there we go. What time are <laughs> we on? Back in, I think it was 2000, 2001 when Venables came in. Um, Robs, if if you've never like understood, like, have heard of like the Robson era itself. Robson would is a massive pisshead essentially. Um, <laughs> And the train wasn't up to scratch, and I know even Yaf was saying like before when Ravinelli came, and Ravinelli had his own personal chef. He was a real like like he was really believing sports science. Whilst the boy lads would literally go out on the piss for Merson, and then eat a takeaway or smoke fifty fags before they go and play. Like, and there was Paul such Gas- a huge Paul, Paul Gascoigne would eat Mars bars before the game. Yeah, there was a, hu- there was a huge dynamic in. between between the English sides in that team the, versus yeah. like Ravinelli and, and Gianluca Festa and everyone, wasn't <laughs> it? It was a completely different story for. Them. But the the dynamic I was going to say when Venables came in, um, he pretty much turned up and just said, "Right, this is exactly what we're going to do," and he just made it a very just very clean, disciplined, cleaned it up. yeah, disciplined Borough team, and it absolutely killed Robson's authority. Hence why Robson essentially had to resign because he he'd lost the dressing room, but he also lost the fans as well. So, um, which was a shame because Robson brought some a good era, a good era, but his method was always going to as soon as like sports science and everything came in, Robson was finished because he just well he had a good football memory, but like, he just never believed in. That sports science thing. That's hence why Sam Allardyce did, and he didn't send the ball and all the way flying up the leagues and got him into Europe before even we we did. So, anyway, 
anyway. Um, last question before we move on to January. Um, Danny put in the question of just what's your thoughts on Marcus Brown just very, very quickly. Do you think there's a player in there? I think he's he's got promise, but he, he's just rough around the edges. And um, I think it's it's up to Woodgate to get the best out of him. And I think it's also up to himself to iron out the ill discipline in him because it's a really, really big part of his game. I think somebody even tweeted before he, the team was out that if Marcus Brown starts, he'll probably get sent off. And that's actually what happens. So I think people can guess that it's going to happen before it happens. Um, and that's worrying because it... it shows that it's a prominent part of his game so he needs to iron that out Woodgate needs to try and get the best out of him maybe he just needs a run of games like Tav you never know I was um, just about to say that it kind of um, I think the one person he should be looking up to is, is Tav really because I think Tav's started to nail down a, a place in the team and a, a position where he's feeling quite comfortable as well so I think he's got to try and emulate something something like that really Do you feel like Tav is a block for Brown though because I remember when he did play in that game he got taken off at half time in he was drifting in really centrally. I don't know whether that was something that Woodgate told him to do. It could be the same where his best position is, is almost like what we're seeing now with Tav where he, his best position is, is central rather than out wide. He did play number 10 for Oxford, yeah. I do believe. So maybe maybe that is a, a well, obviously we, Yeah, that, that's a thing, but obviously we don't... Well, especially now with the sort of suspensions and injuries, they don't have the numbers to play that. But even before that, even in the sort of four-three-three, it was more that... Instead of playing a number ten, we sort of play a holding midfielder with two ahead, so he wouldn't he wouldn't really been in that then. But you know, there's always a chance, like you say, with um, you know when he's back from suspension, depending on um, January and depending on sort of where we are in the league and, and who we're going to need to put in the team to get results. Um, I think he'll have another chance before the end of the season and have a run of games. Um, if not, there's always sort of when we get signings in both in January and in the summer to kind of um, try and fit him in his natural position once we've filled up all the other positions properly. So. Isn't it great when our wingers aren't wingers? Yeah. Yeah. I, I think he could be a, a good winger. I think he's very direct, but he's very it's a very raw talent and I feel like he hasn't been coached very well, and especially with discipline. Like It comes back down to discipline. Like how good, one, how good do you want to be? Um, and two, are you going to, well... You can actually make a name for yourself, essentially, but also um, try and get yourself in and just don't get a rush of head if you lose the ball. Like, just please don't. <laughs> please, Marcus. Just don't go Marcus, in for a flying slide tackle. He doesn't even need to make the slide tackle. He could just make a stand tackle. Marcus, just don't two-foot people. Simple. <laughs> exactly. it's, it's just simple don't as press that. the circle button, Marcus. <laughs> don't press <laughs> the circle button, right? Or X button, whichever. I'm playing, I'm playing alternate, so maybe I'm pressing the wrong one. So. Pull it. Yeah, okay. sorry, we'll get on that. Oh, yeah, time. so anyway, right, he does he use alternative, uh, he uses square to shoot <laughs> and, su- and circle Pro- a lot. I yeah, proper hips to control. I have never known anybody to use something Have you not played Pro Evolution before? Oh, it used to be Pro yeah. Evolution. Yeah, yeah we were talking be, about it last be, time, right. in the car on the way home, but yeah. now right, uh, I was at an order, I don't have a mic in the car, do I? <laughs> <laughs> well, we'll phone you next time, Johnny. But um, now we're talking about it, and obviously... Just from that, basically, from from playing Pro Evolution, it just used mm. to. I, I kept the controls, and I just always been used to them. So I'm that sorry. Is, I'm sorry, that Johnny. Is d- disgusting, disgusting, disgusting <laughs> behaviour. Disgusting behaviour. <laughs> we'll, put, we'll put out a. Do it now, mid pod, mid Go podcast. On. Paul, um, what controls do you use on FIFA Classic or Alternate? 
I'm, 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 and put two button in there so I, at least if, at least at least if someone's playing that then at least know, I'll yeah, at least I'll come second. What sort of witchcraft is that? At least I'll come second then. You mental. I've never played two button. But at least I'll Why? come second. I can't believe this is my life no, right now. Doing no. this part. Right. <laughs> I'm thinking of stand here. You, you need to start using the circle to shoot. No, I'm not doing it. That's it. You just need to start using the circle for shoot. No, I'm not doing it. Fine. Okay. Um, <laughs> I thought so, you didn't fight me much about it. I thought you... <laughs> I mean, if I'm honest, it's been a long day. <laughs> Look, everyone's had a drink. <laughs> uh, I, I had a I brain that, fart earlier and could not speak, so we're all broken today. I love that video. We're all Jack Butlinded. Um <laughs> Right, so, January on the, around the corner. Um, my birthday month. Um, but... Middlesbrough signings or links have started. Uh, Marcus Madison, uh, Peterborough's goal scoring machine in midfield, ten goals a season. Oh, we'll ruin that. Um, right absolutely, him. take him out with him. He'd be a great right back. Um, has a two point five million pound release clause. Uh, Middlesbrough did put a bid in for three hundred and fifty k. Did they though? But did they though? Um, or was it eight grand? Um, <laughs> so, is he, he's out of contract in the summer? Um, there's going to be some in sort of interest. Um, if you're in the player position, do you stay at Peterborough until the end of the season, see if you get promoted, or do you look to move now? Um, is he a good signing for us? Have you looked much into him? Or I think he'd be an excellent signing for us. Um, I think that sort of bid that we apparently put forward, the, the Peterborough chairman's quite active on Twitter, isn't he? And I think yeah, he's laughing. I do rate the Peterborough chairman <laughs> <laughs> he just, it's just like he just talks like a normal person. It's There's, he, he might just openly admit like the the finances of the club or something on Twitter. Um, you see, so. can't pay that. I was like, yeah, you're probably, you're probably right. Yeah, yeah. Um, so I think if we were to to get him, if it'd be an excellent signing. Um, the the kind of feels coming out from the club is that we do actually have more money than than what we initially thought. You know, Woodgate said we don't need to sell to buy, but I don't know that's kind of. Making us not worry in a set in a sense, but yeah, we'll, we'll have to wait and see. I think because I think inevitably we're going to sell anyway. I think um, Randolph's probably a strong one. Um, Gested, I know this is probably ruining a few, another question that you have lined up, but um, no, I didn't actually mention Rudy. All right, okay. Um, no, but I think I think we will sell anyway. But I think we I think we're going to need to sell to buy. I mean, I don't. Uh, I'm not HMRC tax. I don't have any borough accounts in front of me, but <laughs> well, I, 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 I don't. F- I don't feel like well. I don't feel like we're going to be able to to get Marcus Madison and get many other players in. I think we need a few bodies in. So it would be stupid to pay a fee for a player that is out of contract in the yeah, summer. Exactly, yeah, exactly. And I think that's yeah. where the difficulty is. Do you? We do need a creative influence, and Marcus Madison, I think, topped the charts for assists last season in League One. Do you really pay the the release clause for a player they can get for free in the summer? Do you pay Millie and get him now? I mean, he would he would improve our team. That's without a shadow of a doubt. So I don't know. It would just be it would be strange business. Um, and at the end of the day, if we get him, is he really going to improve our league position? I think I think much? if we get him, we've got to get other people to go alongside him as well. So okay, yeah, you get a creative um, number ten. Um, and then we're, we're most effective, I think, when we're playing the five three two. So it's kind of then he's not fitting into a number 10 position. He's just playing yeah. a deep line centre mid position because then he's going to have to be playing balls into Fletcher and um, assemble longer. If we get him, obviously, we're going to have to switch to a four two three one. We haven't been playing that, so and we've got no wingers. So yeah. if we sign him, then we need two wingers at least as well. 
So if, if we got if we got him and two and wingers, then yeah, but then it's kind of yeah, in the centre half, yeah. So well, as well as that, we at the moment are on the road to absolutely nowhere. So if we were vying for a playoff place, yeah. and then you've got that grand yeah. prize of like the the money, the, the you know the promotion money, then it would be good business to pay like a million for him or whatever and and, and get him. But if we spend money on a player that is free in the summer now in the short term that's going to be horrendous business because what we're going to do with the the best that we can get is mid-table so you're buying a player to improve your team for a mid-table finish when you could just sign him for free in the summer it just I mean it's a difficult situation and I do have to question why he hasn't secured a move already because Marcus Madison is not new to League One you weren't a fan of his Instagram either it was a bit weird. Yeah. It was a bit strange. Definitely ha- the type of block being crowd nine every weekend. <laughs> I have heard attitude <laughs> problems though. And he was rumoured to go to Sunderland, which I think he is the perfect Sunderland signing because they have a load of shit problems. Did you see Aidan McGee your McDonald's? Yeah. So funny. Such a meme of a club. It's great. I was actually going to say about Aidan McGee because he's currently training with the reserves. By the way, shout out to Sam, the both the Sams, by the way, mentioned questions on Aidan McGee, so I'm just going to like throw them all in at once. Um, <laughs> but he was actually in favourite with Jack Ross and he was playing quite well he was that experienced head in the changing room um, but now under Parky he's just Phew. see ya <laughs> <laughs> so would, would, is he a potential loan signing yeah yes he was eating Mackies and so was I today so you can't really I don't blame him for eating Mackies to be honest he's a league one L- player now he doesn't L- need L- he doesn't need to Sort of have a fitness plan of a. a, a you Premier do League if you're a good professional. Yeah, it's just a one-off though. <laughs> it's League One. It's like it's like park football. We'll be playing it next year. Yeah, true. So I might get yeah. again. <laughs> you might. I yeah. might get one. <laughs> we'll Stick me in goal. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no one from Lesbian's allowed in. Sorry, to any Lesbian listeners. I know Aww. there's only ten years, but in the hall of Lesbian. Oi. Sorry, Sorry, Jerry. James Lees as well. Um, I know you're a Lees and Beite. So, yeah. be lad. Lees be massive. Would you dare? <laughs> I'm joking. Um, <laughs> but yeah, Adam McGeady, is, is he a potential shout? We are scraping the barrel essentially though since, you know, we're skin. Funnily enough, I, I was saying I'd take him because I, he, he is their best player. Um, he, I think, he didn't he get in the PFA League 1 team in the, the season last year? He did. Um, he's clearly not League 1 level. Um, he's better than that. So, would he improve on a team? Yes, he would. But you do also have to ask the question: like, why is he being effectively banished? Why is he not training with Sunderland? Why is he being allowed to leave? Um, and wages as well. Obviously, I think that the question said that wage dependent. And um, I don't know. I'd 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 take him because <laughs> who else are we going to get? Honestly, who who else can we get that is available? Oh, it, it's a sad time, all right. <laughs> Let's get Zat yeah. Knight. You know what? I, th- Knight, I think we should get Messi, Ronaldo, and Neymar in. <laughs> <laughs> the classic I love answer. That. Sorry, I shouldn't say that. Um, right. <laughs> Don't joke about our finances like that, Jerry. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> Right, let's move on. Let's chat about Stoke. There's 15 minutes left. Um, and we've got a good question at the end as well. Um, so Stoke um, just obviously recently hired a new manager, Michael O'Neill, who will know Paddy McNair and George Savile very well, um, being the Northern Lion. Well, he doesn't Northern, need to um, really know about Paddy McNair. He doesn't Paddy McNair because he's not playing, um, but he'll know a lot about George Savile. He'll know a lot more than what we do anyway. <laughs> so... Um, so <laughs> 
you guys, I know you do your little bit of your research, ins and outs and all that. Um, but here's the mic, go for it. Yeah, um, well, Stoke have had a bit of a mess of a season, a bit like ours. Yeah, the worst one was that. Was, Surprisingly, I thought they were going to do mint this year with some of the silence. Well, I think the reason why they haven't done so well is they literally have, have put together a lot of individuals. They have no team cohesion whatsoever. They just signed a load of Asian players for tr- free transfers and they've just bumped like, them I thought together. you said Asian players. I was like, I don't know how many Asian <laughs> what players. What did I actually say? Aging. Oh, aging. Aging. Yeah. But like they've, it did they've, sound a bit like Asian. Aging. Oh. They've just bunged a load of players together and they're like, there we go. And I, I looked into like the the formations. They've used eight formations that, yeah. this yeah. season yeah they've, they've played three at the back four at the back five at the back one up front two up front they've switched their keeper around Jack Butland I don't know what happened to him but obviously he was glitching or something because the amount of mistakes he was making was absolutely was ridiculous <laughs> <laughs> but they haven't mm. managed to find a winning formula and, and stick with it and I think that Nathan Jones was the wrong man um, to lead them essentially because I feel like Nathan Jones is a bit of a he seemed like a little bit of a pushover, to be honest. Do you not get that far? I used to love the. I used to love when he used to say, "We played wonderful today." <laughs> Didn't even say wonderful. Like not wonderfully is not even a word, but he says wonderful today. <laughs> Every single press conference, everything was wonderful. No one, Nathan Jones, wonderful. wonderful. <laughs> but I, I feel like the the player power. He seems like the, the type of manager where the player power would get above his head, and he would just be completely swarmed by the players and. Uh, in the end, it was no surprise, really. He was kind of <laughs> on the road to, to nothing. But uh, just looking into the way that they play, their style of play, they do tend to to- uh, dominate in the air. Um, only five teams have a, be- a better aerial duel success rate than them. Can you guess who's top? Who's top with aerial, aerial duels? Aerial duels won. Um, surprise, that's Stork at top with like Danny Barton. Millwall. Uh, Millwall or, can I say Leeds? One of them's close. Leeds and close. No. no. Um, Millwall is second. Hull? Think uh, br- Brexit. Uh, Barnsley. Barnsley's a show. I thought Hull was a no. great show. Huddersfield. Brexit. Um, West Brom. I can't believe you haven't got it yet. <laughs> I'm trying to think of, of, of some. Wrexham. <laughs> uh, <laughs> no, close in terms of. Uh, what, Swansea? Cardiff? Yeah, Cardiff. Oh, Cardiff, oh, Cardiff yeah. Right. Uh, I forgot they were in the league, they're said, yeah. They said remain. Have Cardiff still Cardiff. got... Uh, who's Cardiff manager? Is it still Neil Watt? No, it's no, uh, Neil Harris. Oh, yeah. Ah, oh, well, still a Neil, same, yeah. <laughs> same yeah, thing. Well, still really, a Neil and still Brexit, so, yeah. It's like, can I copy off your homework? Yeah, but just... <laughs> 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 but, yeah, they, they do tend to... <laughs> it's like, this one's called Aidan <laughs> Flint. You just put him in the box and you get a corner and you won't score. <laughs> <laughs> but he's he's big and he might win the headers. <laughs> they want Rudy. <laughs> yeah, it's <laughs> all Rudy. Yeah, log Rudy off. Driving. Anyways, um, yeah, they do do tend to dominate in the air. So I pray to God that uh, Borough don't play into their hands and go long because they're just gonna eat that up all day. And there's gonna be food and drink really for them. Um, we'll get. Don't do it. Don't do it. Don't do it. Long ball. <laughs> yeah, but you know what? I won't be surprised. At least you don't have Dyke. At least you don't have Dyke Steel to do it. Well, Ayala does it anyway, doesn't he? Just oh, yeah. thumps the ball forward any given opportunity. <laughs> <laughs> he loves it, Ayala, doesn't he? Um, well, uh, in terms of the last six meetings, uh, two Borough wins, two Stoke wins, two draws. So it's 
pretty even. One, um, of the, one of the worst games I've seen in the current career was against Stoke away. That was brutal. When Ramirez got oh, the final uh, final game, hold middle on. of the coffin, wasn't it? Yeah, that was uh, sad. That I know, which was, was excellent that day, though. Couldn't stop him. Mm. But a, a lot of just average stature, and just average for for form, average for home form, average for away form, average for goal scored. There's just two very very average They'll get out with yeah. teams. Out, get out, with out of the sort of last six games, the the, the game uh, the games where they picked up results are against teams around them as did well. They win, did, did they lose three on the trot at one point? Yeah, they lost one uh, 0 Cardiff, two uh, one to Blackburn, two one to Hull, and then they beat Luton three 0 which. Luton at the stage they're just absolutely leaking goals left right and centre so um, mm. it's no surprise there really and then they drew the last game um, 0-0 with Reading so um, you know, the other game that they won in those six is they beat Wigan 2-1 so they're obviously trying to th- those three games are all at home as well um, so they are relying on the home form against teams around us a bit, a bit like we are in a sense so um, like you say I think it should be a fairly even game when you look at the team on paper like you're saying they have good players individually um but yeah those it, it, those formations were just incredible how many they've used and, um <laughs> sort of when you're looking at it is names and i guess and, uh, and you think what, what you're saying with player power it's almost like does some of those players maybe feel like almost like some of the borough players in the sense that they should be either higher up in the table or perhaps even some of them thinking you know they could there could be in a Premier League squad. Maybe not playing week in, week out, but could be in a Premier League squad. Um, so just looking at the sort of the last match, um, Tom Inns, Sam Vokes, James McLean, Joe Allen, Jordan Cousins, Slam, uh, Sam Clucas, Stephen Ward. Um, is it? It's a great team it? on paper. Um, it's great. Lin, Lin, Liam Lindsay, is it? Yeah. Um, Danny Bart, um, Tom Edwards and Jack Butland. So... Danny Bart would be a great sign for us now. Oh, yeah, he was. I thought Do you he remember was, the game that he played against, against Stoke? Stoke? He single handedly kept them at bay, really, didn't they? Didn't yeah. he? Lean, mean, blocking machine in that game. Um, but I guess just like Borough, when you sort of look <laughs> at the the stats um, in terms of sort of goals and assists, it makes a very similar reading. So um, their top goal scorer is on five, which is Sam Cloak. You know, he was 29, was by the way. I didn't realise that. Really? That's like another child, I don't know. Yeah, I thought he was younger than that. It's like a Jesse Lingard, isn't it? I thought he was younger. I thought he was about 26. I mean, Jesse Lingard's only, what, 18, 19? (laughs) Young player coming through (laughs) for England. (laughs) Coming through the ranks. Um, And then assist kind of reads the same same story. Um, Lee Gregory on three, James McLean and and Bruno. Mine's Indy on two. Um, But they don't have the uh, disciplinary issues that we have. Only one red card this season, Joe Allen. Wonderful player. Yeah, Great so most appearances is Sam Clucas, Joe Allen, Danny Bart, so sort of regular players, most solid players for them. So um, I'm not quite sure what game to accept. I feel like it's going to be quite scrappy, a bit like the Barnsley game. Um, and it's a big game for us. We're, on, uh, we, we're better at home. Um, and I feel like we've, we've got to take this opportunity because you know, th- there's not many games where you, you, you put us as favourites really when we go into it. So... It's yeah. the definition of a six-pointer. It really is because we can go if if they if they win, um, they go about one point close. Well, they go one point behind us, um, but if we win, I think we go like seven points clear or something daft like that. Um, massive. I think the game's absolutely huge Friday night under lights. Um, I think that first goal is crucial. I think for, we used to have, for, we used to have an excellent teams. record, didn't we, on Friday night? Mm. Um, for about two or three years, fell. Mm. Have we played Friday under lights this season, apart from Lewin? 
Uh, I think the was that Birmingham game, oh, Birmingham. the Friday night one, and that was yeah, awful. Was, we were brutal that game. Yeah. But that Friday record at home was paid dividends in the in the current era. But there's also for a few, few years as well. We were marvelous. But let's see. I think. But we have to score first. We have to have to score first. Um, yeah, definitely. If we don't, it's going to be a very long night. Um, I think Stoke will turn us over essentially. What What, what worries me is the the individuals that they do have because. Mm. Turn the game, Ted. Yeah, yeah, they, they have the quality to do that. So that's what's worrying me. They may be underperforming, but they do have players that have played in the Premier League before and, and are vastly experienced Championship players as well. So it's it scares me a little bit. But like you said, we have to score first. We have to set the tone, and hopefully we can win more than one nil. Mm. One nil to the Borough. Right, quickly. Do you have you got a team in mind or team or score prediction? Uh, yeah, I've got I've a team. Don't I've worry about that. I've but kind of got a team. I don't know if it's on them. Yeah, will, he, so will he your team do score? I feel like going back um, to to five at the back is is the best way to go. Yep. Um that Charlton game we were excellent with. Give us great balance with Spence and, and Coles, and so I think that's probably the best way to go and use that as our sort of main attacking outlet. So um, obviously Ainsley pairs Spence and Coulson. Um, House and Fry and Ayala centre back. Um, I, I was kind of debating over Clayton and Wing because I was thinking if they're bombing forward, it'd be good for Clayton to kind of sit in. But I thought Wing is probably better at kind of picking out the passes for for Spence and, and Coulson. Um, Savant Tav um, in the middle, just ahead of Wing, um, and then I don't think Brit's going to make it. Back is he? Or oh, have we not really heard much on it? I heard nothing. It. All right, okay. nothing. Well, here maybe on the Should it be tomorrow. Um, yeah, tomorrow. Yeah. Um, so Fletch and Brit, if so, but if Brit wasn't, I'd, I'd be tempted to go with Steve Walker and go Fletch mm-hmm. and Steve Walker. Front. Interesting. So interesting. Or you could even go Fletch and sort of Johnson, maybe just off him. But I feel like yeah, I'd give Steve Walker a chance in that game. I would probably. Unfortunately, I'd have to stick with a. I'd probably have to go for a four-three-three. Unfortunately, even though it's, it cuts us up and we can't play it, we're gonna have. To, and might, we might have to put Clayton in. Um, we've been CDM. They got Wing and Sa- Wing and Savile, and you might have to play Tav on a wing with Johnson and play Fletch up top if it gets that desperate. But I would, I would agree with you though. Three-five-two would be the way to go. Stick Housen back in centre half, put Jed Spence in fullback. I think that's just probably the best route we could go down. Um, quickly, score predictions. Um, I think because it's going to be a scrappy game, um, I don't think there's going to be a lot of goals in it. And I think obviously if we do win, it could be a one niler again. Nicky, uh, but uh, I'm going to go one all reluctantly. I'm sorry to be not as optimistic as I like to be in a home game. I, I think I think it's going to be a frustrating night for us. I think we're going to really miss Paddy McNair um, as a driving force from midfield. So. I don't yeah. think we missed him that much when he wasn't playing. No, the, it's, one of, it. no it's one of them. I, I, I'm not saying he's you know a world beater, but I just think he, especially in the sort of um, in home games this season, sort of opening 25 minutes and, and so on, he, he's he's the one that's sort of driving the team forward and especially getting out wide to, to get balls in um, and sort of helping out a lot. I, I just can't see it happening with Savile. If um, you do look so. at the areas in which we attack as well, it's always on the right-hand side more than he's, the left. He's always the one that's... Um, but when you look back at heat maps and, and so on, he's he's always the one that's most forward helping out as well. Um, when Savile's there, he's always sort of... He's always sat far, too far deep. Mm. Um, and Tav... I haven't really sort of checked it out lately when, when Tav's been playing that centre-mid position. But, yeah, I think McNair will be a big miss. OK. Score predictions, Dana? I'm going to go 1-0. 
1-0 to the Borough, 1-1. One, one. I'm going to say 2-1. I'm going to say we're going to score first. They're going to equalise and then we're going to score in the 78th minute. 78 is a bit of a oh, specific you wanna, one. Do you want to say who the, the goal scorer is going to be? A crystal ball there. I'm going to say it's going to be a ball from the left uh, oh, by Tav. Oh, we're being more specific. And Fletcher is going to shoot. It's going to get blocked. And George Savile's going to put it in. We're going to win 2-1. There we go. That's I love how we only described one goal. Yeah. Two. First one's, you know what, <laughs> Fletcher's just going to score. Um, right. <laughs> <laughs> he's, he's just going to score. Um, anyway, he can. Last question. Um, we're going to run over a little bit, but um, three players, I think it was from Alex Hall, he said, three players you oh, have round for your Christmas almost, I dinner. I thought you were almost going to forget about this. Past or present, who would you invite? I've, I've got, hang on, let me find it. Right, I've got it, I've oh got God. it. Oh, God. So... There's two. There was one that narrowly missed out, and I'd really like him to have been there. But I, I really like him. I really like him. I wanted him to be there. Please and, uh, come home. I but the three the that the three that I've went with are Janino, obviously. He's a legend. Everyone wants to meet Janino. Um And I've went Barry Robson and David Nugent. I feel like they'd just be an, a great <laughs> a great combo. Like they'd just be a, a, an absolute laugh on, on Christmas Day. Barry Robson and da- David Nugent's an absolute joker. And he just, I feel like he just makes Scottish jokes all day at Barry Robson, try and wind him up. Fair enough. But so Gareth Southgate sure. narrowly missed out. Okay. See, so I've gone Mendieta because he's a DJ, isn't he? So you can he can put the music on. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he does DJing, so you can right? get the okay. tunes on. That's great. Can you imagine that? You could have just used a t- You could have just used a TV from two thousand and three for some oh, music. Oh, that's two. <laughs> Burr it down, bingo again. <laughs> Um, no, I like it. Though. I like he's it. a DJ. No? Did you not know that? I just forgot. I didn't know. <laughs> it's like you've been reading four four two magazine <laughs> too much, you or something. Nah, you're out of the loop, Elliot. <laughs> what are we saying in the car? I'm, I'm a boomer, boomer. aren't I? Yeah, I'm not a millennial. Boomer. Yeah. Um, but I'd probably go Dimmy so I can have some Greek food, and then Dan Randolph because he's vegan, isn't he? So I will have more food. Right. So Dan Randolph Music doesn't eat. <laughs> Sorry to no, all the vegan listeners. <laughs> no, I'll eat the Greek I'll eat the dinner, then I'll eat the the vegan menu, then I'll eat the Greek food and then we can all have a, a <laughs> Yeah, it's just um it's just uh I imagine obviously with with Dimmy you're just gonna tell him up to cook like cook loads of meat so Darren Randolph can't eat and then uh yeah. No, well, we're all inclusive. We'll, we'll. Uh, I can call Darren Randolph, Darren Rudolph, the reindeer all night as well, so it's fine. Fair enough. I'm gonna pick um, Neil Cox, Ravenelli, and who's <laughs> um, an absolute nutcase we've had in the past. Phil Stamp. <laughs> right, <laughs> sounds good. Put a random in it. Well, can we say what? Wait, what are the results for the? Oh, by the way, I think you got absolutely annihilated. I think it was like 90% classic, 10% alternative. There was no. a comment I was looking at and I, I started <laughs> bursting into tears, hence why I had to go silent for a second. Right, shout out to the 10%. Um, uh, negative shout out to Joseph Coombs. <laughs> 9% now. Joseph, me and you have, have just fell out now, mate. Is that where it's coming? Yeah, me and Joseph Coombs uh, are no longer friends anymore. So shout um, out to Joseph. Shout Thank out you. to the ten percent. Love you all. Uh, right, okay, that wraps things up, guys. Uh, Listeners, thank you very much for listening as always. Give us five star rating on the iTunes. Um, if you haven't already, but if you have, thank you. You're amazing. I love you so much. If, and have a nice <laughs> Christmas. But if you haven't, do it. Or I hope you'll get cool. Um, <laughs> 
Uh, what else do I normally say? Oh, yeah, like, share, subscribe to the podcast, but also if you're not following the page, give us a follow too. Um, right, well, that pretty much wraps things up, guys. Uh, thanks, as always, and uh, I'm going to leave it with this. So, before, before Stoke come break down the door, forgive me the butter, I just can't take any more. Fleming for Craig Hignett. Hit it, Higgy. Higgy hits the track. Abanelli coming alive again. Janino wants the ball played to him. Abanelli spots out. Support. Curtis Fleming is there on the edge of the air. Fleming for Craig Hignett. Hit it, Higgy. Higgy hits the track. Oh! Coming alive again.